0: Okay, good afternoon. This is Richard Shu, host of Shu Untied. Um today I'm very pleased and honored to have with, this man, with me as my guest a Morgan Chu, who's one of the senior partners as well as a very esteemed patent litigator trial lawyer at Irel in Manila. Morgan, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, Richard. Glad to be here.
0: So, Morgan, let me actually start by asking you um, how you even got into intellectual property law to begin with. What attracted you to it? Why did you even go into that field to begin with?
1: It was just plain old good luck. I had no thought about being an intellectual property lawyer when I started practicing law. And after about one year, as a very young kid, a client with whom I had done some work had a patent case, and their current counsel was going to be disqualified, and the general counsel of the company went to the senior people at the firm and said, well, I'd like Morgan to handle this case, and with great wisdom, the senior people here at Irwin and Manila said, well, we can't do that because Neither Morgan nor anyone at the firm knows anything about patent law, and neither Morgan nor anyone at the firm knows anything about the particular technology involved in the case. And the general counsel was insistent. He said that he would hire other patent lawyers. He had a pretty good sized in house department, but he'd hire outside patent counsel to work with me instead of I would learn the law and he would also hire technical consultants to teach me the technology. All this was happening uh, unbeknownst to me. Uh, And then finally, after giving a lot of warnings and caveats, the team of people here said, okay, we'll go and talk to Morgan about this. So I ended up uh, representing the company on this case. Our staff built up. Uh, In about six months, the case came to trial, and we were fortunate enough to be successful at trial and successful on appeal. So it was just dumb luck on my part (laughs) that I was exposed to intellectual property, in this instance, a patent case in particular, and then from there it was word of
0: mouth. Hmm. Well, tell me, when you first did this first case, did you like it immediately? Did it take a little while? What did you like about it? Or, you know, what was your first reaction when you got into an area of law that you didn't know anything about?
1: Panic was my first reaction. (laughs) And uh, after that, I said, boy, I think I need to really work hard to learn it. And there was then is now a multi-volume treatise called uh, Chisholm on Patent Law, we didn't have that or any other books relating to patents in our library and I went and talk to our librarian and they said oh we'll help you, we'll get you whatever you want so I said well can you ask around, call other libraries, uh, other law libraries, find out what are really good books, what are the quick and easy books, what are important references and the like and they went out and actually bought a a pretty good patent law library, included Chisholm, and I'd work all day and into uh, the evenings, but eventually I'd go home, and my wife would make a late dinner for me, and I took Chisholm volume one home with me, and a little bit before dinner and after dinner, I cracked open the first volume, went to page one, and then I just proceeded to read the entire treatise as well as just about every other book on patents, patent litigation, patent trials, uh, that I could find. So that's how I
0: learned. And what do you think about patent law? Is there something specific about patent law that you think really attracted you or that you really related to in a way that maybe other areas of law didn't grab you as much?
1: I think it's the fact that whether one is representing a patent donor or uh, people who are alleged to infringe a patent, one is always working with incredibly creative, energetic, bright people. They tend to be risk takers. They're always trying to push the frontiers of the technology. Invariably, they know as much or more than anyone else in the world about that technology narrowly narrowly defined. In other words, if it's some kind of computer technology, they won't know more about computers in general. But they may know more about a certain aspect of computer technology that they are working on because they are at the frontiers of it. And they, as in the, the, the history of science, will have a lot of defeats and setbacks along the way, so they have to have a lot of fortitude. They're really great people to work with. So I think I enjoy that more than anything else. Mm. Uh, the background is the law, the law I respecting intellectual property and patents. But it's really the people involved who create the excitement.
0: Mm. Now, when you look back on your, obviously, incredibly successful career, patent law, law, trials and all that, are there sort of like two or three highlights that just kind of stand out in your mind, either incredible cases or incredible clients or just, you know, just an incredible experience in your legal career that kind of leap to mind?
1: Well, I would say in addition to my first experience where I was very lucky I've just been lucky all around lucky because of the wonderful group of people that I've worked with and I've run them over the decades. So I include the staff, the legal assistant, uh, the lawyers at the firm, partners and associates. They have such dedication and we were fortunate because We built the practice from the ground up from that first experience. uh, Suddenly I and several other people learned something about a new area of law for us. Most other general practice firms over time got into the area. We were the first to our knowledge as a general practice firm. Um, And by that I mean firms that did mergers and acquisitions and tax work and real estate work and uh, general litigation and securities work and the like. And other firms that got into it, they got into it often by acquiring partners laterally, acquiring firms, acquiring practice groups. And they were trying to meld things together. But we never missed the beat in having the same culture. So good luck is number one. Number two is having the greatest group of people to work with. And then there are plenty of specific experiences along the way uh, that I have cherished, this, along with other people here who've worked with clients.
0: Now, when you look back at your career, or you looked at how patent laws evolved, or how cases are tried, or how patents are litigated, does it seem like it's really changed a lot, or does it seem like it's at the core of it, it's it's really the same? Or you know, what's your feeling towards that?
1: At the core, it is the same. It's stable, but there's always some oscillation, some vibration. The vibrations may be because of economic factors or court decisions or new legislation. But at its core, the U.S. invention system, its innovation economy, I think it's the best in the world, and there are particular reasons for that. And Addict Score has really been a key strength of the United States over not just decades when I've been practicing law, but I think over more than two centuries.
0: Now, when you uh, talk to, say, younger patent lawyers or other younger associates that you work with, what kind of advice do you give them on how to be a successful you know, patent and trial lawyer, or, you know, maybe differently phrased, you know, what are the things that you think, what are some of the skills and qualities that you have that has made you so successful?
1: Number one is working hard, working incredibly hard, no matter how good someone thinks they are, no matter what innate skills one believes they have to really be good at something, anything. It requires a lot of hard work. I have a couple brothers. They're in the sciences. They work really hard. Uh, In sports, the Magic Johnsons and the Larry Birds and the Michael Jordans um, and the LeBron James uh, and uh, Stephen Curry is uh, the more recent years in basketball. But I could go to any other sports endeavor or other fields of endeavor. The very best do have some natural skills but they're not the best at everything and they become the very best because they're willing to work hard and learn and do what they can do to make themselves better every year. They never rest on their laurels. The same is true in the practice of law. The same is true if someone's going to be a, a great brain surgeon. So working hard is number one. Number two is uh, applies definitely to the field of law, but many other areas. And it's working with a great team of people. And number three is having an open mind and being uh, modest about what one's own abilities are. So an open mind to new ideas, a new way to do things, to things that may seem to oneself as being counterproductive intuitive. So I would say, number one, really working hard, being willing uh, to work very hard, having a great team, and number two, and number three, having an open mind.
0: Now, when I was a young lawyer, uh, one of the reasons I went to intellectual property is because I was an engineer. Sounds like you you had brothers who were scientists. Uh, and I, I assume you don't, or I think you don't have a, a science degree, but obviously that hasn't been a problem at all for your success as a patent lawyer. What, what is your view about that? Do you feel that that's really not necessary? Is it helpful? I was just curious what your view on that is.
1: Well, first of all, the following is a small correction, because as an undergraduate, I got a science degree. It's called political science. <laughs> just kidding. Um. We have found, I have found over the years, having the right team of people with a blend of different skills is the best of all worlds. So people with a deep knowledge of engineering or science, they're always a great addition to the overall team effort. Uh, People who have a background in classics or English literature or history. Uh, also bring a lot to the table. Of course, no matter what one's background from college is, we want people with an open mind who can learn whatever it takes to learn and be successful with a particular case. So that means that people with the English literature background need to learn the technology, need, need to learn it thoroughly, and need to learn it in a way that can be explained to a judge who may know nothing about the area of technology and the jury who may know nothing about the technology.
0: Hmm. Now you've obviously had a super successful career in patent litigation. You obviously love what you do, but have you ever thought about wanting to do something else or do you, is that something that you would still like to do maybe in the future? Can you envision yourself doing anything else other than being a trial lawyer, you know, representing clients?
1: Well, first of all, um, I've always had, and still have, a fair amount of cases that do not involve patents. They involve, uh, obviously, I think, some other areas of intellectual property, uh, trademarks, trade secrets, copyrights. Uh, We had one of the few cases under what's called the uh, Plant Variety Protection Act. There are other areas of intellectual property. But I have always had and continue to have general litigation that might involve antitrust that might involve business torts, breach of contract, and many other areas of commercial litigation. And mostly on a pro bono basis, I've been involved in criminal matters of various kinds, including a death penalty case over a six-year period. So... What it embraces all those things is there's a great challenge. I've never been attracted in a meaningful way to do something completely different from that. Uh, opportunities have come by over the years, uh, uh, but they never seem to be very attractive to me. I might give it some thought, some passing thought, but I suppose I'm a guy who hasn't seen the grass being greener on the other side of the fence. I I just think, boy, the grass under my toes. It looks good, it feels good, and I'm really happy.
0: And tell me of all the things that you do do, you know, obviously you advise clients, you have to learn technology. You said, you know, you get to work with really exciting people, you get to try cases, you get to be an advocate for clients. Of all those things, kind of is there any one particular thing that you really enjoy the most? Like for example, like, you know, is being in trial the most exciting things of all the things you do? Or I mean, you know, what 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 is actually the what is what is your favorite thing of all the different various things you do as a patent litigator?
1: I would say two things, but uh, they're from two different perspectives. So the first thing is being able to achieve great results for clients, and that's not always easy, Um, but there is such excitement and satisfaction in being able to do that Um, The more challenging it is, the greater the degree of satisfaction for, it's not only myself, but everyone working on the matter, the people at our client who are working on the matter, the entire team of staff, legal assistants, and lawyers here. The other is that trial, because there's a crucible at trial where the people on the other side, who stories are very talented lawyers, where they're trying to beat our heads in. They're trying to win. They're trying to get every edge and advantage. And there's a third player who has an important role, and that's the judge. And the fourth player often is the jury. And certainly we don't have any control over what the jury or the judge is going to do. We hope to persuade them of the justice On our side. So there are a lot of things going on where one needs to often make decisions very quickly on the fly, for example, in the middle of cross examination. Those are challenging times, and it's easy after the end of a day to say to oneself, and I often do say, What could we have done better this day, we could have done X or Y better, what did we do really well, we did A and B really well, and what do we need to do tomorrow to do even better? All of that is going on real time. The challenges are great, the rewards are immense.
0: Well, Morgan, this has been a fascinating conversation. As an IP lawyer myself, it's a privilege and honor to talk to such a legend. And if in the off chance that you end up do decide to do something else, you'll have to definitely come back and tell me about it.
1: Okay, I will do that, Richard. Thank you.
0: This is Richard Chu and Morgan Chu. Thanks.